0: We're sitting here. It's uh, March 27th, 2020, mm-hmm. and we're in the middle of a global pandemic, which uh, certainly will affect, uh, certainly temporarily, and even uh, uh, for some people uh, permanently, um, their way of life Maybe hundreds of millions of people around the globe. Um, and um, as you can see, for our viewers can see that we're doing our uh, social distancing mm-hmm. as best we can. So we're going to talk about the effects of this pandemic and what we are actually facing here in the city of Beverly. Mm -hmm, Uh, And, uh, Your Honor, let's talk about a couple. We're going to get into some uh, very specific things, but we can also talk about uh, generally speaking. But I imagine that um, uh, based upon... Uh, the uh, advice of our federal government and our state government about all the different protocols and safe distancing and so forth, that we are following that. Are there any uh, specific uh, Beverly things that you've incorporated? I know you've talked about staggered uh, food shopping and food shopping for services. You might want to say a little bit about that?
1: So sure. I mean, we've, this has happened very quickly, right? I mean, our culturally, we've kind of turned upside down in a span of about 10 days. Uh, and with the you know, with the recognition that we've, we've got this um, COVID-19 virus, it's a virus that since we haven't had it before, there's no vaccine, not sure what the right antiviral treatments are, and we haven't had the chance to build up immunities as people. So uh, it's critically important that we together stay apart. <laughs> this is really about physically staying apart to slow the spread of the virus to allow our healthcare system to get up to speed in some ways and to ensure that they don't get overwhelmed with too many cases of people who present severe symptoms all at once. Right? we know that, you know, a lot of people will get this and not have severe symptoms. Or any Few, right. <clears throat> fewer will have severe symptoms, but we, we've got to do everything in our power to slow the spread and spread it out. Right. I mean, slow it down so that not everybody gets sick at once. And, you know, there are some statistics out there that are coming from the federal level around the fact that somewhere between 40 and 60 percent of the country is going to get the virus over the course of this year. The key is that, you know, let's try to keep it down to the lower end of that scale with our social distancing and let's try to slow it down so that it doesn't overwhelm our health care workers in our capacity. Yeah. Um, so you asked about some specifics in Beverly.
0: Yeah. Let, let's talk about the, the shopping. And also, let's sure. talk about the capacity of our hospitals here in Beverly. And you can tell us about that as well.
1: Yeah. So, no, Leahy has been doing a great job at Beverly Hospital. Um, and, um, and, you know, they're, they're, they've got a certain capacity ICU right now and ventilators. And they're working to ramp that up, as every hospital is. Um, so as far as what we're doing with shopping. Uh, we, we just came up with the idea of, of saying let's not everybody be going in and out of the stores every day. Um, there was, I think, there was some you know some kind of panic buying initially, sure. Um, and hopefully that's kind of settled down. Um, what we're asking people to do is based on where you live. Sh- you can shop two different days during the week, and then we're leaving Tuesday as a day that anybody can go if they really need to if there's something to pick up. But we're asking people who live in wards one and two to go on Wednesdays and Saturdays. Okay. People who live in wards three and four to go Thursdays and Sundays. And people living in wards five and six to go f- six to go Fridays and Mondays. Mm-hmm. Uh, we put that all over all of our social media sites and we pushed it out. I, I, I've done a couple of phone calls on it. And it's voluntary, but the more people who can adhere to it, the more we'll, we'll kind of spread out the trips to the store. And there'll be more possible for people to keep a distance in the stores. It'll be a way that we can slow the spread, that we can keep our our grocery store employees healthy. We can keep ourselves healthy as we go in to do our shopping. So that's the goal. Now, we also worked with the the, uh, grocery market owners in Beverly. uh, And then the governor came out the other day and really mandated it that everybody has at least an hour a day for seniors only. Right. And so each of our stores—by that I mean Henry's, Shaw's, Stop and Shop, and Whole Foods—the the market, the larger grocery markets—they each have designated senior-only hours at the beginning of the day. They all have their own hours. Depending on where you do your shopping regularly, you can check with them. We also are putting signage up on uh, at the doors of each of the of the, um, stores as well. And we'll update our website and our other platforms for people to go and find that. Mm-hmm. But really the key is to, to, to just be thoughtful about when you need to go out and shop and, and try to minimize the number of people in the stores at any given time. Sure.
0: And I think that a lot of people, since a lot of people are not going to work, that makes it a lot easier because people mm-hmm. say, gee, I, I, have to go on the weekend because I work during the week. So, uh, that, that sort of excuses is, is, is minimized. Uh, now, um, We we talked a little bit about hospitals. Let's get back to it now. Is there what we're hearing over the national news about uh, hospitals like in New York City that are just getting overwhelmed? What's the situation in Beverly's hospitals? Are we at at a critical point yet, or do we expect to be from what you've heard from the administrators of the hospitals?
1: Well, the, the effort I mean, you hear a lot on the national news, right? The effort that's coming from the states, from the governors to the federal level, from mayors and town managers to the governors. It's the same message. We need, we all collectively in this country, we need more ICU beds. We need more ventilators. And that's, you know, that's been part of the push is to get, you know, get those manufactured, get those out, um, you know, to the community hospitals all over the country. Um, You know, we do have, we do fear that if our social distancing efforts aren't successful, that we're gonna have people who are gonna be in hospitals with severe symptoms who won't be able to get the life-saving treatment they need. That's why it's so important that that A, we do our part locally and B, that the right things happen, you know, up the up the chain, right to yeah. the federal level.
0: Yeah, I mean we're we're hearing on the national news of some potential dreadful scenarios where hospital personnel that don't have enough respirators have to make a life and death decision as to which patient will get the respirator, and which patient will not? Which is which is it's what, been, what a it's situation been happening in.
1: in northern Italy for the last yeah. few weeks already. Yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's horribly tragic. Yeah. It is.
0: Yeah. Now, uh, uh, Your Honor, you, you mentioned um, uh, personal protection equipment, the so-called PPE. Now, mm-hmm. uh, if if people have a stock for whatever reason, if people mm-hmm. have some, is there a method or are, yes. are are has the city set something up where they can actually donate these? And mm-hmm. what would be the collection point, or how should they go about that?
1: Thank you for that. Um, we put out a, an ask last week for anybody who has N95 masks because the hospital um, has a need for them, uh, as do our public, um, uh, public safety first responders, police, fire, and ambulance. So the, the response was fantastic. So many people have reached out by phone, by email to say, I have three or five or 10 or 25 N95 masks that are unused. Can I donate them? And so what we've done is we've set up uh, a couple of boxes in the back foyer at City Hall. If you park in the, in the back lot at City Hall and come, in, come through that first door, the Do outside door, um, we have a box set up and, and we, you know, we, we take those and we, we get them to where they're needed, to the hospital, to our uh, first responders. Um, it's rubber gloves. It's masks. It's um, Time to think what else.
0: The, the, the dresses, the, the, the gowns, the sure. gowns. Yeah. I mean,
1: <clears throat> all personal protective equipment is, is in sh- too short supply and needed. So, anybody who has something to donate, they can email me at mayorcahill at They can call City Hall when we're open. I'm sorry, we're not open to the public, but we're open to receive calls during regular <laughs> hours at nine seven eight nine two one six thousand. 6000. And maybe you can share some of those graphics.
0: Yeah, as well. we, we, we will put those numbers on. Uh, now, how, how does a person know if I have a mask laying around in a drawer or a box? Uh, how do I know it's an N95? Does it say on the packaging? I know I sometimes buy those masks mm-hmm. for painting from, right. from a hardware store that kind of fit around yeah. here. Yeah, so.
1: So, I mean, if it's in the packaging, it's easy to, to see exactly. If you're not sure, then donate it. And, and, and if our folks can't use them, they can't use them. But, you know, better to get them in their hands. And, and you know, they're, right now they're looking for the, <clears throat> the right kind of equipment. Um, there may come a point where they rely on things that are less than optimal as need be as well. <coughs> Well, you did that very well. You <laughs> cough into your elbow.
0: Cough into the elbow, yes. Well, I, I have to tell our viewers that uh, I have seasonal hay fever, and this is the time of year, right at the end of March, beginning of April, is when it usually, cu- uh, it usually coughs up, no pun intended. Mm-hmm. But,
1: um, yeah. Um, now— uh, let, let me touch on the, the playgrounds a bit. Yeah, please do. We had to close the playgrounds, and nobody <clears throat> wanted to do that. <clears throat> what we closed were the play structures and the courts because— if you have your child on a play structure and they're climbing around on it, then other children are touching all sure. the same pieces of that equipment. If we left the basketball and tennis courts open, everybody's touching the same tennis ball and basketball. If you're playing a game like basketball, if you're out on the field playing touch football or Frisbee, you're you're, you're touching the same objects. You're also in close contact. And that's the stuff that can't happen right now. Yeah. Um, it's just it's not safe because we're seeing that the virus is being spread by contact, by touch, by the droplets if somebody were to cough, and, cough or sneeze. And it's also being spread by people who are not yet symptomatic. Yeah. So nobody wanted to take these steps, but we've had to. And we really need people to, to respect that. Yeah. And I, I would say that the, the response in Beverly has been great. Nothing we do will work perfectly, but everything we try can make a difference and keep more people healthy and slow the spread of the virus. And that's why we're doing it. Yeah,
0: And I think as far as getting exercise, you say stay away from playgrounds and playground equipment and such because of what you just mentioned. But I think we're fortunate here in this area because there are a lot of – uh, areas like the uh, trustees' properties, sure. uh, Ravenswood, and Bradley Palmer, Appleton, where people can go out into the woods. I know we have dogs, and we walk the dogs. And so you can go through the woods, and you can be 20, 30, 50 feet away from anybody else there. Uh, so uh, well, we're, and, we're kind of fortunate that you can do
1: that. We absolutely are. And, and the parks themselves are not closed. It's just the activities yeah. that that we're concerned with. If If you want to take a stroll down through Lynch Park or down across the high school and and you're going to be six feet away from anybody and you're not sharing, you know, objects and touching the same surfaces. People need to get out and breathe fresh air, right? But it's got to be in their own space. We see a lot of people out walking. If it's an immediate family unit and you are living within the same, you know, house under the same roof, those are the folks that, you know, that that you can be in close contact with. You, You know, that's... That's your family, right, but if you go for a walk with a friend, stay six feet apart. yeah, I see people walking side by side and chatting, and they somehow think that it's yeah, but the reality is you just don't know who has been infected with the virus,, yeah. and so you don't know whether you might be giving it to somebody or they might be giving it to you, yeah. so it's really critical to keep that physical distance as we're trying to you know yeah. get out and, and keep our sanity. Yeah. that's a strong word. Yeah. As as we're trying to stay, you know, emotionally in a good place right. by getting out and, and and being in the open air. Right.
0: And I think it bears repeating and emphasizing your honor that uh, as you point out, uh you may be asymptomatic, which means that you don't show symptoms. Right but you could be uh, uh, affected and eventually show symptoms. But you can also be asymptomatic and never show symptoms. Nice. So during that period, you could infect, you won't show any symptoms, but you'll affect somebody else who, who will be affected by it. So it, it's, it's a, a kind of a catch-22, but you really have to uh, you have to stand by these protocols and keep your distances and do all the things that, that we are recommending to, to the public.
1: It, it's a great point. The infectious, infectious disease experts are saying that as many as, as much as... 80% of people who get infected will not show symptoms at any time. Yeah. So it is so important to just keep our distance from each other. This isn't forever. Yeah. This is for now. Yeah. And, and the for now is for a while still. It's going to take two to three months of, yeah. of this.
0: Well, as they, as they say, as the, as the scientists on the television have been telling us, there's this, this curve and as long as the curve keeps growing we're going to have to keep these procedures in effect mm-hmm. but they're looking for when those uh, those uh, those curves top off and flatten out and come back down that means there's no new cases happening and then some and then they'll decide how much to uh, let off on the restrictions and the protocols that we've been following, but we're not we're not near those those points yet. Now, let me ask you, uh, uh, Mike. The, the um, uh, we we have FEMA here in in Beverly, um, mm-hmm. Federal Emergency Management uh, uh, Authority, is it or so? Uh,
1: well, we we actually are home to the to the Massachusetts Task Force, which is one of twenty some odd right. um, federally funded disaster uh, groups. Um, so they're 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 housed out at Beverly Airport next to the airport, right? Um, and they are a resource, yes.
0: Mm-hmm. And uh, so for for moving equipment or to uh, uh, what, 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 what 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 kind of permission would you need? Would that have to come from the governor or from the feds uh, to use their so, resources?
1: So, I mean, we're tracking that to a certain extent. It, it you know it's through FEMA. Yeah. At the same time, um, the director is employed by the federal government. And in part employed by the city, and they are able to make some of their um, some of their assets, some of their equipment available to local communities as needed. So we're we're tracking that with our, our with our local guy, Mark Foster, who, as right. I said, is part partly funded by the city and also by the federal government. Right.
0: Now let, let's talk about. Um, how people should stay informed, because certainly we've learned uh, uh, thus far that there's a lot of information that comes around that's, that's not accurate, and uh, right. information that maybe isn't uh, maliciously uh, put out there, but, but it's just not founded on fact. Mm-hmm. So what should people do uh, uh, to, get, to get concise, real, factual information? What would you recommend?
1: Well, the first thing that, that people can do is go right to our website, our city website, because we've tried to aggregate a lot of information from the federal right. government and the state government and our own information about local, local you know, status of things. So it's beverlyma.gov. On the homepage of the city website, there's a banner across the top of the page, and there's also a big uh, clickable icon. You can click either of those to get right to our COVID-19 information. Um, we, we have there as well links to the CDC, the Federal Centers for Disease Control, the State Department of Public Health. Um, and as I said, we, we've got several staff people who are working full time on trying to keep that information up to date. We also are trying to push out information through as many platforms as we can. We have a Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook uh, handle MyBeverly01915 that we're pushing information out to people daily and several times a day. Uh, I'm trying to do you know every couple of days one of the uh, SWIFT 911 calls to give some information over the phone to people. Um, and so yes, it just you yeah. know, as, as many ways as we can push it out, but come looking and come sign up for more. The, the governor also, I know you're looking, but we can go over 30 minutes, can't we? <laughs> so there's not a lot of other programming to fight with here. The governor has had, uh, just in the last couple of days, made available by text, uh, information, People can go onto their phone and to 888-777, they can text COVIDMA, all in okay. caps, and that signs them up for these text alerts from the state government. Okay. I did that yesterday, and the first alert I got today was that the governor filed legislation today to move the... State income tax deadline to July fifteenth. Right. Now the legislature needs to pass it, but I'm guessing they will. Yeah, yeah. So I mean that information you can get access to. Right.
0: So and we'll put that uh, on our on uh, uh, on on our screen for that. And of course that that follows the federal guidelines. Also the the federal uh, income taxes uh, has been pushed back the the deadline right. to July fifteenth uh, as well. Now uh, uh, the hours of City Hall. You are you maintaining regular hours? What are they?
1: So as I said, we're close to the public, but there's a Smaller group of us who are in there working every day. Okay, uh, and one of the functions that we're working hard to keep up is the the phones. Okay, so we have our hours on the website. I don't want to confuse things because uh, the senior center hours are a half hour off the city hall hours, but generally eight thirty to four thirty Monday to Wednesday, eight thirty to seven thirty Thursday, eight thirty to one Friday.
0: Okay, and so. Uh, we're not you're not encouraging people to come to city hall to transact business transact no, no, no. it reg- no no it's closed it's it's closed to the municipal public
1: municipal offices all as mun- a result of of this social okay, distancing. Okay, so let's make need. sure we're clear on that. And they're that, that. closed for the foreseeable future. Okay. The governor's got the schools closed through at least Monday, May 4th, which right. probably isn't long enough, but at, yeah. least, at least it's set some expectations. Yeah, I'm sure they'll he, probably said, he said, we'll reevaluate as we get we'll closer. We'll revisit that, yeah. So we're likely to keep City Hall closed as long as we'll be following the governor's lead on that. Yeah. So we're not opening up to the public to come in the building anytime soon, but we're trying to keep our functionality by phone, by by email, by, by website. All right?
0: And, and the senior center, uh, Mike? Same. Same thing, senior center is yeah. closed.
1: Senior center, the libraries, they're all closed. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Now, what is the city or the senior center doing? There are a lot of seniors that mm-hmm. perhaps live alone. Absolutely. Uh, maybe don't have local family. How are we checking to see if they're okay or if they need supplies mm-hmm. or groceries? Uh, what's Thank being you. done so, there?
1: So our team at the senior center are fantastic. And <clears throat> they are calling regularly to all the seniors who we know those who are identified, you know, over time have identified themselves as interested in receiving services through the senior center. Um, and so what I'll ask is anybody who feels the need to have somebody to talk with, to check in with, who may be needing help with food or medications or whatnot, they should reach out to us now. Okay. And, and we'll, we'll – connect with them. If somebody, if somebody needs a check-in, we'll do that. If somebody just needs someone to talk with, we'll try to provide somebody to do that. It's really important, the longer this goes, that people, particularly people who live alone, know that they're connected with someone yeah, know that know that we're paying attention and we're caring about them we're trying to make sure they have what they need yeah that's important
0: yeah and i know a lot of restaurants certainly a lot of uh, your grocery stores are providing home deliveries as well so the folks if they don't have a car uh, or they're not quite mobile they they can get their food uh, delivered to their uh, to their door. Now let, let's let's talk the very very basic. So uh, I'm I'm at home and I, I start feeling some kind of symptoms. Maybe right. maybe I start to get a fever. I start to feel congested. Uh, I get sweats, chills, and fever, and all that stuff. So what what would be the protocol? What should people do? Should they reach out to their 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 primary care provider? Should they go down to a to a, a, a clinic? What what, what what's right. the the correct protocol so they don't
1: overwhelm the hospital? Mm-hmm people are being asked to call their primary care physician first um if you know if they're starting to experience symptoms um if somebody's having trouble breathing you know if if they're getting severe symptoms and and, and they're coming on quickly then then that's when they call 911 yeah uh because you know because if it's an emergency it's an emergency for people who are starting to have kind of the onset of more mild symptoms they should call their their primary care doctor first um there, is, there are only so many test kits available, so not everybody who shows symptoms will get tested. That's, yeah. that's a, a, an unfortunate reality of where we are as a country yeah. with our access to the equipment. Um, however, what the doctors will say is your treatment wouldn't be any different, right? Yeah. If, if your symptoms are mild and we can't test you, we're still going to say isolate at home. We're going you know, to give you basic... Uh, basic uh, directions on how to care for yourself, and then we're going to ask you to, to kind of let us know if the symptoms get worse. Can now, take so care of that? what? What is who
0: uh, gets tested? Or I mean, if with limited ones, who makes that decision? And what what are the what are the parameters that they look at to say you'll get tested, but you yeah. uh, but you won't?
1: I, I think. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I think right now, from my conversations with the folks at the hospital, people who are inpatient with significant symptoms are getting tested. Okay, that makes sense. Healthcare workers who are showing symptoms are getting tested. Um, And I know that with our our first responders, if we have concerns with them, we're trying to make sure they get tested. Mm-hmm. now let me let me
0: talk about another another topic uh, uh, the The city of course, uh, has uh, conducts meetings city council meetings, mm-hmm. meetings of various uh, committees uh, around the school um, I, mean, I mean around the city and um, we have come up with uh, uh, the city and BevCam have worked to to, um, to put a program in where uh, the public can actually attend these i might I might preface this by saying that uh, the governor did put in a, uh, uh, a an emergency um, measure that allowed cities to conduct. Uh, uh, meetings which we requ- require open open meetings to have them virtually, meaning the people don't have to sit together, but they can they can and also if they can provide a way for the public to look at that and I and I know that uh, uh, your city administration reached out to Bethcam uh, a few uh, days ago and said we're having a city council meeting uh, we're going to use uh, Google Meet mm-hmm. uh, we're going to be remote but is there some way we can get that on BevCam? so we kind of put our heads together and worked with uh, with our consultant and. And looked at our technology, and we were able to do that, so that the city, the people in the meeting were uh, were there remotely, and they were uh, uh, talking to each other, and in BevCam actually logged into the meeting and we took that feed Mm -hmm. and we fed it into our cable cast equipment here in the studio and we're able to broadcast that live out to uh to the to 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 beverly to the Mm -hmm. citizens of beverly and of course that's going to be part of our the files our uh uh, video on demand files that we Mm -hmm. have of all of our uh, city council meetings and uh we have been in contact with your your chief of staff stephanie Bellotti, Mm -hmm. indicating that there are other uh, committees and 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 commissions in in the city where we will be doing that as well and uh, and I, I think that that goes to say that you know in in the 21st century with all our technology and so forth that there are ways that we can conduct business and still uh, do things and accomplish things even though we might be uh, we
1: might be uh, huddled up you know hunkered down at home yeah well I mean look Walt you and I are baby boomers and <laughs> and and and. and One thing that's going on right now is in 2020, we're being pulled into the present, you know, and I think our friends in the millennial generation are probably happy that we're (laughs) figuring out how to use technology. Um, So, yes, we've had a few meetings and and we're figuring out how to do it. Um, We will be thoughtful about what meetings we try to start holding beyond the basic the city council, the school committee. We had a board of health meeting the other day that right. we did this with as well. Right. Um, because we want to make sure that the public process is is sufficient and, and robust enough and people really get access to the right. information they need, both in a meeting and in a in a public hearing setting. We haven't done a public hearing yet, right? We've no. done a couple of public meetings. Yeah. So we're 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 gonna work through that together. Um, one good thing is the governor filed legislation the other day, and in that package of municipal relief, one thing was to uh, to toll or kind of put in, in kind of put on hold the time periods for um, permits and applications that are before zoning boards of appeal, planning boards, conservation right, commissions, right. so that you know we we don't get caught in a, a position where something gets uh, approved without approving it, right? No. So yeah. you know that that process is important, and we'll be able to kind of just put it on pause while we sort through this before we move forward. Yeah. And, you know, along that line, uh,
0: Your Honor, I, I'd like you to repeat what you said, I think, during the city council meeting, and that is to the effect that, you know, a lot of people have lost their jobs. Mm-hmm. They don't have an income. And as we know, a lot of people live today paycheck to paycheck, mm-hmm. and they might not have enough money to uh, to pay their rent. Uh, but uh, I think the governor are, uh, has stipulated that no one, there will be no uh, proceedings against people evictions for a certain period of time and even so uh, the 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 process the the legal process can't work that fast and can you repeat kind of and an, yeah, an assure our, our, our citizens that that's not going to happen
1: so, to them so there, there's some good information to that and on our website uh, and we'll try to keep pushing that information out one thing that Governor Baker has said repeatedly is the courts are closed nothing can move forward when the courts are closed you know, and so any any eviction or foreclosure is not just not happening, and I think in the you know in the meantime, both the state and the federal government are working to put protections, further protections right, in place, right. and you know you know the big the big stimulus package that passed the U.S. Senate the other night, and I think the House is planning to come in and vote on it. Um, I saw that earlier today, so hopefully that's going to be wrapped up and complete in the next uh, couple of days. Um, you know, there's money that is going to be put out there throughout the country for small business owners, for individuals who lose their jobs, lose their income. Um, and, you know, on a whole number of fronts, both public sector and private sector, we're all working together to try to make sure that, that people don't get harmed. I saw National Grid is not gonna do, you know, they're not gonna pr- uh, pursue any, um, any type of shutoffs or procedures right. for people that can't pay their utility bills for the length of this uh, time. So, uh, you know, all of these different pieces that make up people's financial well-being, we're paying attention to at the local level, at the state, at the federal, um, and we're we're trying to get it right. We're trying to make sure that nobody gets harmed. I will say, in addition to that, that we have a a good social safety net in Beverly for people who are in need of food. And those who are in need of food before this started, between Beverly Bootstraps, the Beverly Public Schools, um, Senior Care, and the Beverly Council on Aging, we're getting meals to people who need them. Uh, and then we have the, the community meals program that all these wonderful volunteer right. groups in Beverly put out every night. To the extent that people who have not had a need for help with food start to experience that, please reach out to us. You know, don't be, you know, Don't be afraid to ask for help. People need help right now. Yeah, this this is unprecedented, you know. It, and so, it, it sure if, is, if yeah. you've lost your income stream and you need food, tell us. Yeah. we're working hard collectively to make sure that that resource is there for people. So that's one reason to reach out to us by phone, by email, by through our website, or to any of our community organizations. And again, you know, I can't say it enough. Go to BeverlyMA.gov. Make sure that you are plugged into to the information that we're trying to put out and tell us what you need, and we'll do everything we can to help you with it. So, uh, uh, Mr. Mayor,
0: I'm gonna ask you to make a a final comment in a second, Mm -hmm. but first I, I wanna say to our viewers that uh, we are planning to have this conversation uh, with the mayor on a regular basis, perhaps weekly as, as necessary to keep our uh, citizens of Beverly informed on what's going on. And um, if someone has a specific question and wants to send it via email, mm-hmm. I'm sure they can send it to BevCam, Be- uh, admin, A-D-M-I-N, at BevCam.org, or uh, to the city. Where could they send a question yeah. that they have? S- send it right to me. To, uh, okay. I
1: read my emails my executive secretary, Martha Lewis, reads them. Stephanie Bellotti, chief of staff, okay. reads them. We're, 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 you know, if, if you send it to me, we'll get on it. Okay. Uh, mayor Cahill at beverlyma.gov. Um, and, and so do you want my final Yeah, comment? if, you, if yeah. you
0: could. So uh, uh, let's uh, have your final comments, and uh,
1: um, please. So I'll, I'll say this. Um, people have been fantastic in Beverly in, in recognizing the urgency and and this kind of singularity of where we are right now. Um, We need to keep focused on keeping our distance from each other, we just have to. And it's going to be like this for a while. It won't be like this forever, we'll get past it, but it's going to be like this for a while and we need to keep a focus on that. We will do everything we can to share information out and to listen to you as you tell us what you need we're concerned for everyone's emotional well-being, because it's a, it's a challenge. We're concerned for everybody's financial well-being. And again, right back to the beginning, we know that we need to do everything we can to keep people physically safe and healthy. Uh, it will make a difference. We'll save lives by doing this. And, and, and I'm so grateful for the wonderful community that we have and all that work that people are doing right now.
0: Well, I just want to say I I think the city is blessed to have a a chief executive uh, uh, as caring as you are, sir. Uh, And uh, I'd like to uh, remind our viewers that you have been watching City Scene with Mayor Mike Cahill. I'm your host, Walt Kosmowski, and we'll see you next time.